The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace, you can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Gwendolyn. Welcome to the Visual Workplace. I am your host on this, our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak. Whatever and wherever that workplace is, hospital, manufacturing plant, open pit and mind, retail, cleaners, restaurants, doesn't matter where you work. The visual workplace has a contribution to make, to make to your performance and to make to the benefit of the enterprise. We get 15 to 30% increase in productivity. That means you're going to serve your customers faster, you're going to make better products, they're going to be of good intended quality, and you're going to have some enjoyment along the way. The struggle will end and the happiness will begin. (laughs) So in each of our shows, we look at some aspect of workplace visuality, how to embed the intelligence, your intelligence, into the operational system, into the landscape of your workplace through visual devices, how to install the language of our current level and your current level of operational excellence. Even if we're not quite as excellent as we know we will be this time next year, we will capture this level that we are at now. It will be our platform and we'll build upon it. That's the way it goes. That's the nature of the continuous improvement aspect of workplace visuality, that we create a physical embedded baseline that reflects to us exactly what we're thinking. We can literally see how we think because it is captured in the devices themselves. We can see how our functions, how our thinking functions because we see it in the performance that results. We've captured it. Visuality is about information. It is about language. It is therefore about meaning. Visuality literally creates, demonstrates the workplace function, makes it meaningful. It connects us. It connects intent and performance. Your job specifications, your product and process specifications, and performance and the outcome. So welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a really special show this week. You know, I have been told to speed things up at the beginning of the show, but I'm just always so happy to be connected to you that I tend to be a little bit of uh, the good hostess, you know, a la Loretta Young, if you're old enough to remember her. I just want to make you feel welcomed, and I want to connect with you, say hello. Anyway, today is special because... In one more week, we are going to be celebrating our 
first two complete years on air. Today is our 104th show. This is the end of a two-year cycle. Next week begins our third year. And I am so excited, so delighted, so glad. It has not been a slog. It has been such um, so enlivening for me and so thrilling to know that I'm reaching you. I mentioned to you that we have about 70,000 listeners every month, and they're all over the world. I was speaking to some folks in China the other day, and they are practicing their English <laughs> and learning about the visual workplace at the same time. This is a plant of about 1,600 people. English is not their first language. And what a thrill that is to be able to make contact, just the contact. So today is the beginning of something new. It's slightly new. We tried it once, once in 104 shows before. I think it was my second show, and that was a call-in show. And if you've been listening over the last few weeks, you will know that today is the inauguration of our all-call-in show. I'm taking my chances. I could be here whistling Dixie. I could start singing to you because if nobody calls in, (laughs) I don't have anything else prepared. I can talk a little bit about what we talked about last week, but there's not a whole lot. So uh, the way that this works is You call in in real time and you bring your questions into our conversation or your comments or your stories about visuality. And you know, I've defined visuality with pretty wide boundaries over the last two years, if you've been listening. So almost anything fits in and I will accept anything. It's a very broad field of study. It has to do with brain function. It has to do with cultural components, cultural alignment, sustainability, lean conversions, building time in, building specs in, building performance in. You know, it's the hard and the soft side of work. It has to do with enterprise excellence. So anywhere you want to come in, it has to do with if you're a supervisor, how do you claim your own work? What is your own work? If you're a CEO, if you're a shop floor person, there's a place for you because it's language. It has to do with expressing ourselves. So up until now, I've done a few interviews, but mostly like tutorials. Little Lessons in Visuality. And by the way, we're going to be posting the whole list of them grouped by category in about a week to 10 days on our website. So you can both get the podcast on our website and also have a menu. So you know, here's the group of 10 shows that are on 5S. Here's another six shows on leadership. This one is about how to implement. Okay, so that's we're putting that up as well. We're getting very rambunctious over here in Portland, Oregon. Today is our first call-in show. So here's how we're going to do it. The first, the week before the call-in show, I'll talk about something. Like last week, I talked about how to become an excellent visual workplace trainer. So you can ask questions about that if you wish. Next week, not this week, I'm going to continue that series and talk some more about what it takes to be a really great first-rate visual workplace trainer The week after that, we'll have a call-in show. Your questions can be related to what we talked about or can be just standalone. You've got a question. So it's every other week. Now, I want to also tell you, you can talk about your happinesses, your agonies, your struggles, your triumphs, your comments, your questions, your stories. I want to connect, and I want us to get to know you. You've gotten to know me. 
We don't need your real name. We don't know, need to know the real name of your company or the name of your boss who is giving you such a hard time or the name of your direct report who is giving you a, a, a hard time. We don't need to know any of those things. We just need to know what your burning interest or what is your question, whatever. What's exciting, what's eating away at you. You can also ask straight informational questions. You know, what kind of uh, border material would you use? That's fine. What's the best kind of paint? I may not have the answer, but I can find it within a week. Okay? The call-in number is 866-472-5790. And I have a signal that we have our first caller. How wonderful is that? Again, 866-472-5790. If you are thinking about calling in, let me say to you, call in now because we may have too many to fit into one show because you know what else? We have a special gift for you. We're going to give everybody who does call in and end up, ends up on air a copy of my work that makes sense book. That's the big yellow book on operator led conversion. It's a really great book. It has 500 colored pictures, beautifully constructed. And I'll even sign it. Ha, ha, ha. I'll even sign it. We'll ship that off to you in the next week or so. You can also email us, and I'll simply read your email online, on air rather. Just email us at radio at visualworkplace.com. Okay? We'll put you in the queue as well. If you do come on air, you have to send us an email to say, this is uh, Gary the Electrician or Gary Diploma. My brother is Gary Diploma. I'm going to interview him one of these days. He's a poet, but he's also a plumber. Uh, and I, I spoke in the last show, and please send me your book. Here's my address. Okay? So you do that, and it will be our pleasure. So um, let us take our first caller. How thrilling is this? It's a gentleman whose name is Colin, and I'm going to ask Matt to patch him through. This is our first time, so I hope I'm doing this right, Matt. Hello? Yes, hi. Hi, Colin. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, Dr. Galswood. Um, yeah. You know, I just found out about your discipline, I think it was about a month ago or so, and um, I am between jobs, and I'm very much interested in becoming a workplace trainer and becoming part of this new field. Um, how would I go about that? I'm reading your book now, Work That Makes Sense, so you don't need to send me a copy, because I have a copy <laughs> reading the book, okay. you know. But, we'll um, send you a copy of our other book then. Um, the, the other one I have it too. I read that one first. Well, we've got seven of them. We'll find one that you don't have on your shelf, and uh, okay. we'll have a conversation about that. Please okay. go on. So All you right. want to learn how to become a workplace trainer? Uh, tell me what you mean by a workplace trainer. Well, um, how can I really um, become proficient at, 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 at visual thinking and vi- visual management and actually use it um, oh. when I go back to work. Okay, so you're looking for a job, and you and what is your field, sir? What is your uh, discipline? I'm a lean practitioner. My degree is in industrial engineering. Okay, so you're an industrial engineer, and you're going to be looking for a job as an industrial engineer, and you want to bring in visuality. Well, first I want to tell you, uh, and then let's go back and forth if uh, we might have some follow-on questions here. Tell me if I'm answering your question. The first thing is I want to tell you that as an IE, an industrial engineer, you are already well positioned to understand the mechanics of visuality because there's so much 
in visuality that aligns with industrial engineering with really maximizing the event we call work, maximizing the physical landscape, maximizing the tools and devices and aids that will ensure good performance. So you already understand this conceptually, uh, and, and that's great. If you want to uh, actually groom yourself, I think you've begun in a good place in reading my books. I, I can't think of another author right now that really speaks to visuality as a model or as a way of thinking. Uh, listeners, if you know of other authors who have done this work, I haven't come across any, but I do not read very widely in my field because I like to keep my, my, my thinking pretty uncontaminated. There's so much going on in my head all the time that if I introduce new thinking, uh, I'll be confused about whether it's my idea or someone else's. I do read a lot about uh, brain, brain function, and uh, that's always very interesting. So I would say read the books. If you can find someone to have a conversation with, a buddy, a fellow IE, just so you begin to become familiar with the language and the ideas will grow as you go back and forth. The second thing you can do, since you know about my work and you're beginning to listen to the radio show, is start looking for information deficits in community places. Notice where there are visual devices. This is going to groom your whole eyesight. Notice notice where there are visual devices as you go out on the street, you wait in your car, you're waiting for light to change, you see people crossing in or out of the lines, just see how visuality functions already in the community because you're not currently at a workplace. Maybe you roller, roller skate or maybe when you go to the supermarket. But also notice when the devices are missing. And you'll notice that, and this language may be familiar to you now, because you'll be in motion. You'll be asking a question or you'll be going up and down the supermarket aisle and just notice the event of motion. And this will do so much to groom your thinking. So you'll become a kind of scientist out in the community of identifying visual devices and it will really build a kind of intellectual charge inside of you where you'll become alive with this and where it's missing. Now, most of the time I know that a visual device is missing because I will get very angry. I will have to ask a question, ask again, or clarify the question. And I've come to realize that when I get frustrated out in the community, especially if I'm in a hurry, that that frustration comes because there are information deficits. And I have often had conversations <laughs> with uh, supermarket people <laughs> or sometimes at the train station um, and saying, you know, it would be really handy to have a, 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 a sign here or some way for me to tell this, since I bet you hear this question 25 times a day. And the answer is often, no, I hear it about 150 times a day. So I do my little teaching. So that's a second big way. First one is to read. Actually, the second is to have a conversation. The third is to notice the visual devices around you, what they do. And the fourth is notice the absence of visual devices around you and how you have to compensate. 
And the other thing is, when you're ready, you can contact us. We do training of trainers. Uh, if you do get into a company and they want to learn about visuality, then you can let them pay for your training. And we'll, there are a number of different modalities for you to uh, learn about visuality, either through our big screen webinars or, although I do it rarely anymore, coming in where I train people directly. Uh, but there's that will build your credentials and that will also give you something to train. In other words, it comes with materials and it comes with very, very good support. I think we do a really good job. For example, the book that you're reading now, Work That Makes Sense, is currently supported by 11 um, webinars, pre-recorded, very nice, but another six of them for the implementation framework behind. I'm talking a bit much. Let me find out if I'm answering your question. Is this helping you, Colin? Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, speaking about the supermarkets, I was in my supermarket yesterday, and they changed around some things in the produce area, and I couldn't find cucumbers. My wife asked me to buy some cucumbers, and I kept looking around for the visuals, and the, the visuals were just not there. I mean, some of them were there, but they were very, very small. I could yes. hardly see them. They were not large, and they were not colorful. Yes, yes, you know, when I, it's funny you should say that because in the produce, they usually put all of the produce prices all along the same band. So you're looking at kale and cucumbers and lettuce and you, and then there's English cucumbers. It's a bit of a rat's nest. And so you turn to the guy who's busy putting his apples away and you say, excuse me, where are your cucumbers? And he looks at you like you're some kind of an idiot because he'll say right here, madam. Yeah, you know, right. I know exactly what you mean. By well, the way, what the is that? didn't know, and they found another person who, who found it for me, you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. It goes down, right. on and on. It's a contagion. Yes, so, that was information. And the other thing I find in the supermarkets, the, the visuals that they have are usually non-functional a lot of the times because they're very high up. They're very what, please? They're very high up in the ceiling. Oh, they're high up in the ceiling. I see. So, so they don't help you that much. Oh, isn't that funny? Yes, I've noticed that as well. Right. But, but as opposed tell me. to the drugstores, there's a drugstore in my community. I won't call the name of it. The, the, the visuals are right over the product. Ah. And they're at eye level. Ah. Isle, so on when an you island? Walk in and you walk down the aisle, all you have to do is to keep reading the visuals, and they're like four feet apart. There it is. You see, and you know where all... it is. And by the time you go back there the second time, you know exactly where you're going. You don't have to read a bunch of them anymore because it's already in, in your memory bank where, where the product you're looking for is. Very good. Well, Colin, I want to say I think you're well on the way, on your way to thinking about the world in the right way. But before we say goodbye, I want to ask you, what is that beautiful accent? I hear this kind of uh, poetry in your voice. Where, where, where is that from? Oh, I'm from Trinidad in the Caribbean. Oh, it's gorgeous, gorgeous accent. So what is your native language? Is it English or is it French? Yes, yes beautiful, beautiful language. So thank you very much, Colin, and please send us an email so we can send you a book and we'll figure out which one. Okay, thank you so much, Doctor. Thank you, and please call again in two weeks. I will. <laughs> thank you. We're going to go into a break, and after the break, I see we have a couple of more callers, and we'll take their questions. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to the second part of our show today, which is our first full call-in show. This is The Visual Workplace, and I'm Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I'm very happy to be here and very happy to be taking your calls. We just heard from Colin, who... Not surprisingly, I suppose, wants to be a visual workplace trainer. Fantastic. I hope many of you are thinking of adding visuality to your current, um, could I say, uh, uh, brain bank of how things work and how to help them work better. And I see we have uh, Bob is here and also Whitney. Let's take a lady first. Whitney, let's hear from you and then we'll hear from Bob. Hi, my name is Whitney. Hi, Whitney. Hi, Dr. Galsworth. I listen to your show all the time. I love it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I'm in HR, and my boss is the HR manager. Um, he wants our department to play a bigger role in empowerment in the company, mm-hmm. and he's asked me to take over the 5S audit. He says he wants to humanize it more, and he wants me to help in the areas get better results. Um, he wants more involvement, more engagement, you know. Um, mm. I'm feeling pretty nervous about it because the audit's been in place for nearly two years. We're in automotive. And the problem is the audit questions keep covering the same ground. It's neat and clean, nothing more than that. Um, we're pretty already clean, you know. Um, but it's pretty boring. The people are bored. The auditors are bored. And I know I will be bored. Mm. But the big boss thinks the problem is with the audit because we don't know how to do an audit properly. Some people before have tried to improve the audit, you know, and more tasks, you know, more rewards, taking photos. Um, But, you know, well, I've been a long-time listener of your show, and I think the problem is actually with the audit, you know, the way it's set up, just that we are doing that audit. But like I said, he's the boss, and the boss is the boss, so I have to be careful. So, Gwendolyn, I'm hoping that you can help me um, think of a way to say yes to the boss but still move things along a little and make some small changes, you know? Mm. 
what would help? What should I change first? I can give you. I can't give you my real name because I told the boss about the show, and he promised he would start listening. <laughs> so I've disguised I, things a little too, you know. I hope you disguised your voice. You have a very clear voice. Oh, well, I'm busted, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, just a couple of questions about uh, how much time do you have to make the change? Are you? supposed to be giving him a proposal or just have a, a, a chat about it or is he wanting you to jump right in and and um, do better right away? Just how much breathing time do you have? Um, pretty soon. We're going to have a meeting about it next week. Ah, is but, it a meeting um, just with you? I'm sorry. I'll actually take my answer off the air if that's okay. Oh. Yeah, but I, just let me ask okay. a few more things. Um, sure. If you don't mind staying on the air, I wouldn't mind it, but if you'd okay. rather off the air, that's fine. I just want us to go back and forth a little bit because there's some pieces here. Um, so are you working alone or uh, do you have a couple of people helping you? And what's the size of your workforce? Is it like 300, 150? What's that, 100 what, people? What, 100? Okay. And uh, are, do you have anybody helping you? I've got a couple people helping. Okay, okay. So, well, the first thing is you have to, you do have to be careful. So I think it's really wise of you to seek outside help because you have to move ahead. There's obviously uh, at least a tradition around the audit. It's a part of your, probably they think of it as part of their improvement system or their compliance system. I'm, I'm talking about they meaning your bosses. Right. So what you want to do is, I've got a few suggestions. Uh, one of them is um, don't attempt to make a big change. I think you already know this. Mm-hmm. Instead, um, I would uh, work the audit the way it is for a while, but probably set up with your boss something like, um, hey, boss, uh, thanks for the opportunity. I'm really excited about this, but I, I need to know, is it okay if I think of some new things? Would you support that, or do you want me to just kind of take over? And obviously, is it a he? Yes. He, obviously, he will say, no, I, I want you to figure out how we can do this better because we're not getting any kind of uh, grab on it. We're not getting any kind of excitement. And I know we need to do an audit because probably corporate is requiring it or some vice president. But somehow or other, he probably has noticed it's dead. If he hasn't, you have to bring him the news. And you have to say, you know what? The body isn't dead yet. We're not looking at a corpse. But it definitely needs to have a breath of fresh air. Boss, I've been working with this for a month. And I have these kinds of suggestions. So, you know, act like you're going to... What you have to do is you have to do your research and be authorized to do it. You may have noticed things in the past, but because you haven't been given a position or a line of report, it's all not that important. But since you are being given this as a task, you have permission to be much uh, more vocal about it. Okay. So what you're going to notice is that uh, it's not working, mm-hmm. just as you know now. And what I suggest you do, this is a favorite way and perhaps the only way that I can advise you doing it, is you'll say to your boss, hey, boss, I, want, I, I wonder if you would let me do an experiment. This is what I call papal oh. 
uh, dispensation. You know, just let me do an experiment. Let me, um, let me take a small area. Maybe it would be the loading dock if it's small or quality or something that's well contained. Not a lot of linked processes yet. And let me do an experiment, boss. And I'm, I'm thinking about a few things. I'm thinking about maybe having the operators come up with the tasks that are on the audit list. Instead of us giving them, you see, instead of us giving them what we're going to audit them about, let them say to us, here are the things that we want to get better at. We want to get better at this, this, and this. And maybe your boss will say, now, I'm sorry, your name is Whitney, yes? Yes. Whitney Houston, by any chance? <laughs> oh, never your voice that. is very beautiful. Um, so maybe, uh, uh, maybe he'll say to you, or you'll suggest to him, let, let let me just change three of the items right now and see what happens. See if there's a better what I call grab by changing the nature of the questions, and then, and we'll send this to you specifically. Please listen to the shows. There's about three shows on audits that will give you the technology of doing this. And then you look at that and think about if you want to incorporate those elements. For example, it isn't just that your operators will give you three of the ten, probably, audit items. But those items can change. Because once you conquer them, once you do them well, and maybe your scale is one to five, you have some kind of what's called a a radar chart or a spider chart, everybody hits the marks, that'll get boring too. Remember you said it was boring? Mm -hmm. So you you say to your boss, hey, wow, that really worked. We want to go through another cycle and change the questions. We'll keep all the stuff that you think is important in place. It's very clean. Everything is put back into its place. And what you then... I, I, I want to suggest to you that you move people in the direction of visual content, okay. making the workplace visual. For example, um, you might introduce a principle, one of the big principles that I've spoken of a lot that I think is, you know, I've come up with these about 20 years ago and they've really held up over time, which is to what extent can we tell merely by looking in this area? on a scale of one to five. And then to what extent can we tell the difference merely by looking? Or to what extent can we tell our quality levels merely by looking? And you see what you'll do with the audit is then drive these small pockets of excellence based on principles. For example, in the yellow book that we're going to be sending you, you look at chapters four and five and six, and you will see 14 principles of smart placement. To what extent do we see the principle store things not air in this area? To what extent do we see use the existing architecture in this area? You put that on your audit. Mm -hmm. And the audit will suddenly not only be more relevant, more visual, but because it changes, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot, a lot of – does this help you? Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. So you – I'm so glad – so you just keep the audit becomes, in a way, your training mechanism where you are helping people refine their own understanding of visuality by giving them audit items. So when you do that experiment, when you do it with one area, then you say, let's do it with two areas. And then you say, 
uh, boss, I think we ought to shift over to maybe four or five areas. And I think what I want to do, and you need to give me a 10% reduction on my, on my workload and a, a 10% increase in my pay, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and you'll gradually, what will happen for you, uh, Whitney, is that this will become an area that you'll become interested in and you will be able to, um, animate other people by your own experience because you will be successful and you can also you know you can do the old things about taking befores and before and after pictures but do me a favor in about a month or six weeks if you get started and even if you don't if you run into roadblocks i think we would all be interested in following your story to find out what happens next because um this is a very very important area of uh, dullness in many, many, many companies because senior people are always interested in compliance. They make the audit an external audit, me auditing you, and usually they're so deadly dull. So, so thank you very much for your question. Thanks. And if this thank is you. enough, yeah, Absolutely. okay, thank you, uh, thank you, and send us an email with your uh, address, and we'll send you. Um, the book that I was referring to, I think you'll like it very much. Thank you very much. In fact, you know what? If you put it in your email, I'll send you two. Send one thank for you. you and one for your boss. Great. See? We'll bring him on board. Okay, thanks right. very much. Thank you, Gwendolyn. Thank you very much. And I'm so glad you're calling me Gwendolyn or Gwenny or what did my mother calls me gingerbread. I'm not sure you can call me gingerbread, but you could try. We're going to slide into, I think I like that. Uh, we're going to slide into our break now, and uh, we have uh, one more caller, maybe two. Um, so thanks very much, and I'll see you in a minute. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790. That's toll free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn. We're in our third segment of today's show, 
The Visual Workplace, and this is our call-in show. And I have to tell you, I love this. I love this. I don't know if you know that, if you can tell that, but for me, it makes it all very alive. And 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 all of you have slightly different challenges, and yet there are certain themes that tie us all together. And so I am endlessly interested in this. I don't know what's coming next. We're going to be talking to a gentleman named Bob, but if he asked the same question as Whitney did or the same question as Colin did, I would not be the slightest bit unhappy. I'd be delighted. It's so great to be connected with you in this way. I uh, really, really appreciate your calling in. Okay, so Matt, let's hear from Bob. Bob. What about Bob? <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Dr. Galsworth. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Bob. Oh, hi. Hi, this is Bob. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. I've got, I think I've got some different challenges and different problems uh, to address at my place. So um, we're having a real problem. We've got this really old plant. You know, it's really old. We make, we make these very sophisticated long-haul trailers. But, you know, I've been having a heck of a, heck of a time with the borders on these floors. So, you know, I need some help. So, you know, my situation is I'm the process engineer. I'm part of this, you know, visual conversion team here. And, you know, we started the visual workplace about eight months ago, you know, read your books, got some videos, downloaded some of the podcasts. So, you know, plenty of people are using, you know, using the materials. And so that's good. But, you know, we have this really old plant with these really old floors. And, um, well, you know, what's, what's wrong with the floors? Why, why are well, they... Well, you know, we put these borders down on the floors, but, you know, they need maintenance, you know, because they're really old. So, for example, we have these old, you know, hexagonal piles. And when break, wait, wait, wait. What's a hexagon? Is that eight or six? Um, um, six. It's six-sided, six. Yeah, six-sided tiles. Okay. So, tiles, so you mean of, of concrete yeah, you know, or... Yeah, they're concrete. You know, the building is from, like, the 1890s. So, okay, they're concrete. I got gotcha. you. You know, there's not a good base or substrate under it. So sometimes, they, you know, we have to fix the tiles. Um, then we have other areas, you know, where we have smooth, modern concrete floors, you know, and, you know, like a loading dock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're painted. That's easy. You know, there's all kinds of aftermarket repairs going on here. Anyway, one of the big problem areas is the tile area because... When they break, you know, um, we've got to replace them. They're very porous. We've tried to, you know, put rubber-based cement on them, like uh, mm-hmm. Durastripe or FlexGuard. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with those. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't, they don't Durastripe stick Durastripe and well. FlexGuard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They don't stick very well because the floor is kind of uneven. So anyway, you know, we, we want the borders, you know, we, we set up borders up on the floors, but the floor is fighting us because of the repair. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So well, the repairs, repairs must be wild. Yeah. What happens when you have to uh, actually replace a tile? Well, you know, then we lose the border. You know, we have gaps in the borders, or okay. somebody puts the tiles in in, in the wrong orientation. <laughs> you know, so we have kind of a jigsaw puzzle going on on the floor now. So, you know, the situation is that the operations VP, you know, he doesn't want to spring for a new floor. He knows, he, you know, he doesn't want to spend a million dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's just, you know, telling us, figure it out, guy, you know, figure mm-hmm. this out. So 
I don't know if you have any advice for this kind of situation. Uh, I feel kind of stuck, if you follow me. Um, yeah, I got a couple of ideas. First, let me find okay. out. Uh, you might have said so. What's your background so I know uh, what you're training in? Are you supervisor uh, or? Well, I, I'm a supervisor. You know, I'm part of this, um, you know, visual conversion team. And, okay. you know, like I say, we've been doing this for about eight months. You know, we thought we had a good okay. thing going with, with the floor. But, like I said, right. we've had a lot of problems. Okay. So I'm going to give you a two-part answer. The first part answer, and actually it's funny, I worked with a Dutch plant about eight or nine years ago that had these unbelievable concrete poured floors. I'm really surprised that you can find tiles. What they had to do when I worked with them is that if a tile broke, in some places they just poured concrete. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a mess because the there was a, lo- a big load on the floor. But um, one of the first things that the owner asked me is, should I get a new floor? And I said, no. So I'm going to return to that part and kind of uh, uh, give you my take on how to work with your boss and where I think he's right and where I think you can perhaps shift him. But on the uh, floor itself, it was interesting. They were ready. It was a very, very prosperous company. They were doing very well, and they were ready to sink, sink a lot of money in. And they began with visuality because um, in in Holland, the um, workforce at the time everywhere were pretty much everybody was an artist. If you were a welder, you would come in and you would decide where you were going to put the welds on this particular day. Everything was an artistic expression. So there was no way that we could begin with uh, lean, the principles of lean, because they were too... Uh, focused on a specific engineering change of pull, tack time, et cetera, et cetera. We began with visual. Mm-hmm. And, and that's neither here nor there, perhaps, but just to give you some background. So what they, uh, they, they did a lot of experimentation and they spent a lot of time finding ways to make the borders really pop, um, really, you know, hold the paint. But mm-hmm. when they brought when they brought Lean in, which was about a year and a half after Visual had grabbed, there was a real change in the flow, and it began to bite them. And so they went from two layers of latex, one layer or two layers of oil sealant, they went to simply the striping machine. And I don't know if you're familiar with this. You can get it almost anywhere, including, I believe, at Home Mm. Depot. And it's Mm. a machine that simply rolls... And you put a can of paint on it. It's latex mm. paint. And it just rolls the way you would be rolling down a line uh, on the road. You perhaps have mm-hmm. seen these mm-hmm. with the guy just pushing them forward. And I learned a lot with that because I realized that what they opted for was exactly right for them. And I want you to just think about this. One mm. of the things that they did, which was a requirement of our methodology, is before they laid down any border, they needed to know how to pick it up. So they couldn't start laying down any borders, whatever it was, unless they could pick it up in 24 hours. And the the rule of thumb at the time was lay it down so it lasts 12 to 18 months, even in heavy forklift traffic, but also figure out how to pick it up overnight because I wanted them to have the flexibility of changing their mind. I didn't want to hear the whining about, oh, we can't lay down borders because we may not go with this flow, you know. Go with the, you know, lay down the borders, but pick up the border 
uh, within 24, and they needed to show us the formula. How would you, and they needed to demonstrate that they could pick it up overnight. Well, in this case, the way they picked them up was chemicals worked a little bit, but they also had to grind them, which oh. on this floor immediately made the contrast. You may know this already between newly ground and the 200 year old floor. It was as though you were yeah. laying down another floor because, you know, it was like blasting, um, Blasting wood, you get a really clean piece of the wood, but you got to do the whole surface. Otherwise, it looks like you're doing the other part is dirty. So what they ultimately did was use the striping machine because it was very easy to remove it and because it didn't deeply penetrate the concrete in terms of soaking through. And that's, that turned out to be the solution. Now, the downside of that, which I think is not that much of a problem, is you pretty much have to relay them once a month. But you can do this like an audit. Mm-hmm. You can say once a month we're going to take an hour off on a Friday. We, mm-hmm. we end at 3.30. Are you following me? 2 o'clock yes. we're going to lay down the borders again. Or if you're a union shop, your mm-hmm. union does it over the weekend. And it's dry like within an hour or two. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. So and let me find out if I'm coming to your answer, if this is useful to you. Yes, yes. You know, that sounds, that sounds like something we could do. Yeah. Well, experiment with it. And the formula mm-hmm. is, and if you uh, put this in your um, email to us, because we're going to send you a, a book and you need to send okay. us your address, just put a reminder, please send me your pre-launch checklist. And mm-hmm. I will, we will send that to you, which talks to you about the formula on the floor and gives you some of these parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the second part of your question is about your boss. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I agree with him is because I don't believe that it's a good idea to make a massive investment at the beginning of an improvement initiative. It sends the wrong message. It sends the message that we're going to throw money out of it instead of thinking mm-hmm. at it. But mm-hmm. it also doesn't allow us to work with the what is state, which has served us for 120 years. So instead mm-hmm. of finding the solution by using new technology, let's exercise our brain. Let's go as far as we can go. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So the struggle yeah, that yeah. you're having here, um, Bob, if you keep a progressive mindset, the struggle, in fact, will increase your capacity to think and invent and mm-hmm. be clever and find multiple solutions. The Japanese mm-hmm. would always tell us find five solutions, not one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to find five do you see what I mean? And, yeah. and that right. well, and, sounds mm-hmm, go good. Ahead. I, you know, we, we do have to apply ourselves more. Yeah. But I, I want to say one more thing. I don't want you to let me off the hook quite this easily. And that is we, what we did at this Dutch plant is as the areas converted, we had this map on the wall. And at a certain critical point when 70% of the cells were uh, converted. Uh, then the then we said, okay, boss, if you want to um, invest in a new floor, we would welcome it because God knows we've it's been a hard won victory thus far. Mm-hmm. So it was making him pay, make the investment, but after he got the benefit to say, you know, I want to mm-hmm. support this because uh, with a floor, I'm going to remove some of the struggle, but I'm still going to get the benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So tell us what happens and uh, send pictures, and uh, uh, we're interested in your story. Thanks for the call. Okay, will do. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Bye.
Okie dokie. And we have one more caller. Um, I suppose this is a lady, if I'm getting the name right, Margie. And Margie, we will be taking your question as soon as we get back from this, our final break. And thank you so much for calling. See you in a minute. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472-5790 that's toll free 1-866-472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com now back to the program hi hi welcome back this is Gwendolyn and we are in the last segment of our show today at the visual workplace this is our call-in show next week we're going to continue with uh, how to become a brilliant dazzling visual workplace trainer. I've got some very specific things to share with you. The week following that will be a call-in show. The week after that, we'll either continue or conclude the trainer series, and then we'll start something new. And every other week, we'll have call-in, and I hope it works. Because <laughs> if you don't call in, I I don't know what I'll talk about. I'll start singing to you. A chira chira bean. Uh, I'll save that. Or, or reciting poetry. So hopefully you'll have questions because you know that I'm interested and we can find an answer together. So our final, and I think you will be there, our final, Margie, or it might be Margie. Margie or Margie, please tell us your question and thank you very much for calling in. Or your comment. Comments are fine. Hi. Am I on? Yes, you are on. Oh, uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Uh, thanks. Hi, Dr. Galsworth. I've been... Uh listening to your program just for a few weeks, and um, it's just so interesting. Uh, thank you. I hope this question isn't too far off or something, um, but I work at a utility company, so it's not a factory, um, and I'm an admin, but um, there's a new corporate initiative that they've started up. Um, they want to, it's part of a, of a business improvement, overall business improvement thing, and what they want to do is improve communications. So, sorry, I'm a little nervous. Um, so at, we had a kickoff uh, 
kickoff workshop, and um, your book was one of the things on our on our reading list. And then um, I looked online and I found your show. So a couple of weeks ago, I was listening, and you talked about this was so perfect. You talked about um, people having a need to know and a need to share, and I got really excited because that's communication. I mean, that's the whole thing. So, um, so anyway, I've got I've got a lot of questions about it. I know I need to read your book, but um, and and I'm trying to do a few things just in my little cubicle area. I put up a just a, a grid kind of thing to let people know, you know, my projects uh, done uh, in uh, on hold, whatever, you know, that kind of thing projected mm. when I think it might get done. And I also have a place for people to put things that they want to give me so you know so we can see that um but i'd like to do more and so anyway my question to you is kind of big and broad and and that is you know what can i what else can i do ah great we only have five or six minutes left until the end of the show so i'm going to kind of motor mouth some things but first i want to congratulate you for picking up on what is the heart of visuality the need to know what do i need to know right now in order to do my work and what do I need to sh- what do I need to know that I don't know right now in order to do my work? What is it? Turn it into a visual device. And what do I need to share that others need to know? So you've already done that. And just working those two questions the way you are is a tremendous step forward. But you're not just doing the question. What you are doing is turning the answers into a visual device. Here's where I am on the projects. Here's where you leave my stuff, your stuff. It's fantastic beginning. If you simply keep going that in that way, you will bump up against visual devices. But I will tell you that most of your visual devices at this stage will be some kind of a display. It's just one of the characteristics of an office that we always use the flat format to communicate. After you get more familiar with missing information, after you get the first level cleared away, you will be able to see more deeply into your own work. So you won't just be sharing your status but you will actually find ways with your need to know more deeply seen. Do you know what I mean? That you'll, you'll notice, we say you notice your motion on a deeper and deeper, deeper level. You'll come up with things that will help you do your work better. Uh-huh. Now, yeah. you know what? I mean, the, the problem is you may say, well, I'm working with a computer screen all the time. You'll eventually deal with the computer screen. You will eventually take the same principles of visuality, of sharing information, and you'll look at your computer screen and you will say, I'm going to make you do my will, computer screen, instead of bossing me around or Bill Gates bossing you around, right? <laughs> you'll do <laughs> you'll do something with the Windows Explorer, you know, with your filing system. So the first thing I want to say to you is congratulations and thank you for simply taking this on, but also what you are doing is real and substantial. I'm going to make two suggestions. Find a buddy. Just find a buddy maybe upstream from you, somebody you give stuff to, 
mm-hmm. or downstream, somebody you know who gives stuff to you, and bring them into your world. You're not training everyone. You're just kind of experimenting. And start creating a dialogue with somebody real, and maybe once a week have lunch or coffee with them. And uh, we're going to send you a book, so you write in your email. We'll send you two books, one and one for you and one for your buddy. Um, and I think the yellow book is a good book for you because there's lots of stuff there that's immediately, um, what you call it, uh, applicable to the uh, administrative workplace, to the office setting. It's all visuality. It's all language. It's all devices. But let me see if you have a follow-on question. And if you want to call back again in a couple of weeks and... I'll give you, you know, we'll talk more, but but tell me uh, if there's something on the top of your head. Uh, no, I, that is really uh, very interesting. I uh, You mentioned motion, and I, I'm not entirely sure what that is, although I certainly know that there are times when I'm wasting time. <laughs> so, That's and it. And I certainly yes. know that uh, stuff on the computer could be more efficient. So I'm going to look at those things, and, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting the books. Thank you. Thank you. Let me just say about motion. So motion is anything that you do that is not work, but it is what you have to do in order to work. And again, if you just, the way we were talking to Colin about going to the supermarket and noticing when he was searching or asking questions, you can get yourself a little memo pad and keep track of the questions that you ask. And I think... Right, you just keep keep track of the questions, and when people come to you and they ask you a question, you write it down because there's missing information, and that missing information is the trigger to motion. That's what triggers the wandering, the questions, and also the struggle. Thank you very, very much, Margie. Is that correct, Margie? Uh, Margie, yes, thank you. Margie, yes, thank you. I hope you call back and tell us of your progress. We're thinking about uh, putting up a page on the website for people to post their pictures. That's so far out of our reach right now, but we're thinking about it. But thank you so very much for calling in. Um, I'm, I'm really delighted. Thank you, Margie. Thank you, Ms. Fun. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Whitney. Thank you, Bob. And uh, we have another call-in show week after next. We'll figure it out if you're in China. You know what? We'll just have a, a, a show at 2 in the morning, and you can all call in. In the middle of your work day, in the middle of our sleep, it'll be our pleasure. We'll figure it out. I'm sure there's a way to do that, right, Matt? Thank you very much. <laughs> this is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and uh, I'm signing off. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.